Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Healing Life Wisdom. I'm Tiffany Windsor. On this episode, my guest and I will be talking about the dangers of canola oil, some healing herb recommendations, and oregano essential oil, plus more. I'm delighted to welcome my guest, Candice Licione. Hi, Candice. Hi, Tiffany. Great to be here with you tonight. Well, these are some topics that have been on our to-do list for a while, and Sometimes I pick from snippets of news that comes along in our social media, but these are all topics you and I have been talking about for quite a while. Well, there's so much going on in the world today and so much information that comes across all the media outlets that uh, not everybody has time to check everything. So we're trying to pick out what we think is important uh, to share with everybody for them to make good uh, choices for their health. Right. So talking about our health, first off tonight, we want to talk about canola oil. So canola oil is in almost all processed foods. Read the labels and you will be amazed and disappointed on how many products contain canola. Canola is also known as the rapeseed and it contains toxic uricic acid and Listen to this. It was originally used as lamp oil and industrial lubricant. So it it is heavily processed with chemical extractions in a process called hexane solvent extraction, which uses high heat and bleaching to even make it edible for humans. Why are we consuming this? Canola is related to heart disease, inflammation, cellulite, stroke, Alzheimer's, asthma, just to name a few. Canola oil severely damages the immune system, feeds pathogens, eats away at the linings of the body, stomach, intestinal tract, veins, arteries, hearts, and kidneys, and we are consuming this. And I learned most of this, um, even though I knew canola was bad for you, from the medical medium when we started with his books, because he really, really is one of his big, I think, top five things you should not put in your body. Yes. So um, we want to educate everyone on that. Um, Did you know that scientists created the canola plant in the 1970s in response to the FDA ban on rapeseed oil? That's news to me. I didn't didn't know anything about this. The FDA ruled that high amounts of uricic acid linked to heart muscle damage in rapeseed made it unsuitable for human consumption. So this was back in 19... In 1956? 1956, yes. Okay. I don't even remember canola oil being mentioned in 1956. Right. uh, Or the canola plant or any of that. So um, we need to check out Brett Toddy of blog.bulletproof.com to learn more about how Canadian researchers developed developed a new variety of rapeseed through plant crossbreeding that is now known as canola oil. So we talked about, let's see, the 1950s, and in 1970, there was a ban. So then in 1995, enter Monsanto, who bioengineered Roundup-ready canola plants. These GMO canola crops are doused in glyphosate. You may have heard from our recent podcast and blog post or from others or in the headline news 
There are studies which show high levels of glyphosate exposure are linked to numerous health risks in people, including celiac disease, hormone disruption, and even cancer. On a recent Bulletproof Radio podcast episode on iTunes, board-certified family physician Kate Shanahan, author of Deep Nutrition, says that somewhere between 30 and 50 percent and maybe even as high as 60 percent of the average American's diet is composed of soy and canola vegetable oils. We have far more now in our diet than ever before in history. Because of this, the average American now is composed of far more polyunsaturated fat than ever before. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means that when you biopsy human fat tissue, it's composed of a more liquidy kind of fat that is more prone to degradation and inflammation than 50 years ago or more than what is normal for us to have. Check out the link on our website for other oils that are recommended to substitute so you can eliminate canola from your cupboard and your diet. So here's the problem. Canola is in everything, even the packages at the health food store and natural foods. It is being used everywhere. It is absolutely amazing because I think in our early podcast we did, we did food labels, and I went through the grocery store, and it was sickening. It is in everything and things you would not even imagine it being in. And like I said, like you said, the health food is just as bad. You look at the good, what you think is a really good health food brand, and almost all of them have canola oil in them. And, and I'm assuming it must be because it's really cheap? I would think so, because that seems to be the uh, the reason that a lot of the stuff is in our food. It's a matter of um, money. Yeah. What you're going to find in the list of, like, suggested substitutes, this is there are some oils that are on the recommended list, but they only recommend them for cold or room temperature use. And then others that they do recommend for heating, like um, coconut oil, they recommend, but not olive oil to heat it up to high temperatures. And and nobody ever told us that before either. (laughs) No, no. So once again, since, you know, I wanted over the past weeks, I wanted to talk about glyphosate because it's like everywhere. Now I wanted to talk about canola because it's everywhere. And, 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 and people are so challenged in their health these days and without being able to connect the dots and, you know, are you frying some of your foods in canola oil? It's like, no, unfortunately you're going to have to stop because those are the choices you can make is do not buy that bottle of canola oil. It's going to be harder for you to find really healthy food, uh, anything that's packaged or processed that doesn't have canola, but at least now you'll be aware of it, and maybe you can can make some really positive changes in your diets. And maybe this will make people start cooking themselves instead of buying the processed food and and being in charge of what goes into your food and being really aware of of, um, all the very bad processed food ingredients. So hopefully we're helping uh, educate people on that. Right, and ourselves along the way. And ourselves, yeah. And on that note, we're going to talk about something that's wonderful for us, which are herbs. Uh, I want to talk today about five of the most most popular herbs at the moment that um, you might consider adding to your daily life. Some are familiar and some you may never heard of. Most people want a magic pill that works in an hour, and they don't have to do anything in their life, make any changes or change their diet. It would be really nice if it worked that way, but it doesn't. 
If you have health issues, you need to make changes in all parts of your life. You need to factor into your healing plans, working on your emotional issues, changing problem areas in your personal life, your work life, your diet, and maybe your lack of exercise. Herbs are wonderful for our health problems. They say there's an herb on earth for every health problem. Every major ailment has a specific natural food or herb prescription that can reverse its course. Your body can heal itself if you give it a chance and the right food and the right attitude. (laughs) Food and, and herbs act as a messenger to your genes. Food and herbs are medicine for your body, mind, and spirit. Adding herbs to your life will make it very healthy, and you will be amazed at the change of your your health and your wellness. Herbs, however, do work slowly, and they take some time. It may take three months or more for you see the results as you go herbal, but it's so worth it. Herbs don't have side effects like pharmaceuticals do, and herbs are very affordable, and you can even grow many herbs at home in your garden. As Candace just mentioned, food and herbs are medicine for your body, mind, and emotional healing is also very important as you begin your healing journey. You have to work on all aspects of yourself, including the body, mind, and spirit. So you also need to examine your diet. You know, we just talked about that with the canola oil. You are what you eat. You are actually what you eat, digest, absorb, and eliminate. So many of us have not been educated to understand that what we put into our body runs our body. So if you have health issues, your body is not getting what it needs to run properly. Adding herbs to your life and your food has many advantages to give your body the vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and other natural ingredients that you need to heal. First off, I want to introduce you to cat's claw. This is an herb that most people have never heard of. Cat's claw is an herb that can alleviate almost any symptom from neurological to digestive. Pathogens such as bacteria cannot become resistant to it like they can with antibiotics. It is great for getting rid of parasites, fighting viruses, ridding the body of strep, good against all kinds of cancer, Lyme disease, ALS, MS, urinary tract infections, herpes, vitiligo, sleep disorders, the the list is endless. Um, You can't use cat's claw if you're pregnant or trying to conceive. And if you're going to use a tincture, use a non-alcoholic one because the alcohol in alcoholic tinctures cancels out the effects of the herb. The cat's claw is a wonderful tea, and it's available also in supplements and is, as I mentioned, a non-alcoholic tincture. So what does it taste like in tea? It's very tasty. It, It is a powder so it's a little powdery, but a lot of the herbs, um, some of the new herbs, um, are so hard to grind up that they come powdered because you okay. can't. I, um, some of them, I don't, I don't think it's cat's claw, but one of chaga mushrooms, which I think we talked later, is like a rock. You can't <laughs> put it into a, a grinder and grind it up. So it has to be powdered in, in a factory kind of thing because it is, um, it is um, unbelievably um, rock-like. So but it is, is cat's claw one of the, the herbs that you sell at your store? Yes, we okay. do. It's, a, it's one I really highly recommend. Does it actually look like a cat's claw when it's on the plant? <laughs> is that where it got you its know, name? I, I don't know that I've seen a picture of it because once I get it, it's, it's ground up, but that's a very <laughs> good question. It must because usually the, the um, common name is something that has to do with the way it looks. 
All right. I'll have to I look learned into that. <laughs> yeah, I learned something new about cat's claw. I had heard of it, but really had not um, heard anyone talk well about known, yeah. its benefits. So you're going to hear. I'm sure you're going to hear a lot more about that. Is now that you've heard of cat's claw, our listeners are going to go. Oh wait, I heard that on Healing Life yeah. Wisdom. Right. Next up is ginger. Uh, ginger is an herb most people are, of course, familiar with, but think it's only for digestive issues. It is the ultimate antispasmodic herb. It calms an upset stomach and relaxes other areas of tension for up to 12 hours. It is good for stress-related illnesses like adrenal fatigue, acid reflux, sleep apnea, spastic bladder, insomnia. It's also great for tension headaches. It also is antiviral, antibacterial, antiparasitic. It is good for uh, pancreatitis, gallstones, adrenal fatigue, and a lot, I know women are suffering from adrenal fatigue these days, and I'm not sure if it's medical medium that I'm pretty sure addresses that, but I'm seeing that a lot in, yeah, um, yeah, uh, and other uh, doctors that that I follow online. Uh, It's also good for thyroid disease, eczema, psoriasis, anxiety, all kinds of cancer, celiac, chronic sinusitis, lymphedema, lupus, and shingles. Acts as a tonic for muscles and organs, telling the body it can let go and that everything is under control. Oh, my gosh, doesn't that sound good? Wonderful. (laughs) Helps to relieve tension headaches, flushes out uh, excess lactic acid from muscle tissue out of the body, and not just from exercise, but also from stress. Ginger has 30 amino acids, 60 trace minerals, 500 enzymes, and coenzymes. So it's great for stress assistance, DNA reconstruction, enhancement of the body's production of B12, which is another one that Anthony William uh, definitely recommends for women. And, of course, ginger can be eaten with food and as a tea. Um, the next herb is turmeric. Um, it's an herb that most of us are familiar with lately because it's been in the news a lot and it's very popular because it's fabulous. It's good for our entire well-being. Turmeric has anti-inflammatory properties and is great, especially for lupus. There's a lot of lupus diagnosis recently. Note that inflammation and chronic illness is due to the body's immune response to a foreign presence such as a virus, so turmeric is great for anything in the body that is inflamed and causing pain. It is good for increasing the blood supply to areas of the body that need enhanced circulation. It's great for the cardiovascular system, lowers bad cholesterol, raises good cholesterol, helps inhibit tubers, cysts, and helps prevent many cancers, especially skin cancer. And you can use it as a spice in your food, as a tea, juice, or as a supplement. It, it's it's wonderful in any way that you take it, it, whether you put it in your food or add it to other things. And when it's on the shelf at the natural food store, uh, in the fresh produce department, it looks a lot like ginger, so you have to look really close. So it's, the little tubes are a little bit narrower, and, of course, it's very yellow. <laughs> you can yes. actually dye <laughs> eggs with it. You can. Um, yes, it, you can. It, it stains your hands, but it's, it's a magical herb. I have heard a lot about turmeric lately because we just finished watching the seven-part series of The Truth About Cancer, and these alternative medical doctors are seeing uh, great results, including turmeric as part of their protocol, treating uh, cancer patients, 
and I always recommend that you have turmeric at home so that if you have any sort of aches and pains, you take it with for that inflammation. I have been told that with turmeric that you need to have black pepper with it, if I remember correctly, in order for the body to absorb and, and it. And I have heard so, that. I, I didn't actually hear why, but I but black pepper is really good also. Right. But, I, I yeah, I have heard those as a combo, and I, I have to look into right. that because I don't remember My why. understanding that it helps your body absorb it better. And so oh, okay. you just you can easily buy the supplements that have the black pepper included into it. So it's not okay. like you have to mix up your own. Right. Oh, the next one is mine. Another herb yes. that most people have never heard about is chaga mushroom. Now, Candace met, mentioned chaga just a moment ago. It's not really a mushroom, but it's a pre-mushroom growth. It has immune system-enhancing nutrients to battle toxins, viruses, and bacteria. It strengthens red blood cells and bone marrow, balances blood platelets. It's great tonic for the entire body. It's good against all kinds of cancer, regulates blood sugar, and boosts adrenals. There's a long list it's good for. Autoimmune disease, Lyme, MS, ALS, carpal tunnel, bursitis, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, psoriasis, eczema, Epstein-Barr, migraines, electromagnetic hypersensitivity, celiac, and rosacea. You can take chaga as a tea in powder form or add it to smoothies. I first learned about chaga through Anthony William, and he recommends that you add the powder form into your smoothies. Yeah, I, I had heard about it before Anthony Williams, but he really thinks it's wonderful, and it is. It's a wonderful, wonderful herb that that is not well known, so we're trying to uh, get everybody to uh, to try it because it's fabulous. Yes, check it out. Um, the last herb we're going to talk about tonight is nettle. Um, most people have probably heard about nettle, but they have no idea why. <laughs> it's usually considered to be a female herb, and it's because it's wonderful for women's reproductive health issues. Um, if you have low hormone test results, it often means that the adrenals are either overactive or underactive. So nettle is a wonderful herb for adrenal glands and other members, members of the endocrine family uh, system. But it's also wonderful for stress. It's anti-inflammatory for your tired organs, rids the body of excess estrogen that come from plastics and pesticides. It's bone-building and bone-protecting as it's rich in silica. Nettle has 40 trace minerals and is a potent pain reliever, which I did not know. I think that's really good to, to, to try that for, for have other yeah. people try it. I don't have any pain. <laughs> right. Um, good for urinary tract issues, reproductive cancers, Epstein-Barr virus, rheumatoid arthritis. There's a lot of people with rheumatoid arthritis lately. Post-traumatic stress, laryngitis, eczema, psoriasis, depression, autoimmune diseases, anxiety, and bladder prolapse. And nettle is a wonderful, wonderful herb. It's really great, um, especially as a tea. And have, okay, when I first think of nettles, I think of stinging nettles. Is this the same thing? This is the same thing. The nettle is stinging nettle. When the nettle plant is fresh in your garden, if you touch it, it will, it will get a sting. It's not a bad sting, but it's a sting. Um, when it's dried, it doesn't, it doesn't sting at all. So you don't use fresh nettle. You would use dried nettle. Um, if you do run across it in the garden, um, there is an antidote herb, but I'm not sure what it is. Um, and I think we talked about this earlier. There's always an antidote to everything near the plant, like poison ivy. Near the antidote is um, jewelweed, and there's usually jewelweed growing near poison ivy. But yeah, the nettle I herb think that's is not fascinating. I mean, 
yeah, the nettle um, sting is not very bad. It lasts, a few, you know, maybe five or ten minutes. It's kind of a, an itchy little stingy thing, but it's not bad. But you do notice that you've touched a nettle plant. <laughs> Yeah, thankfully I have never touched uh, metal, and and I because it's I don't even know if I would know what it looks like. It seems like it's more in California. Nobody talks about nettle plants. Is it more of an East well, Coast thing the, or the, well, the big thing? Or? Susan Weed is a a, a well known herbalist. She's got right. some menopause books and some wonderful women's herb books. Well, she thinks nettle is the end all be all of women's mm-hmm. herbs. Mm-hmm. So um, especially for menopause. And so I've always known about nettle, and I know at one time I did a three-day seminar with her and came home, and she wanted us to drink a nettle tea that you would steep for like 24 hours. It wow. was so awful because <laughs> it was so, so strong. But if you had really bad menopause um, symptoms, you, this was supposed to be wonderful because it's a very good tonic herb, herb for women's issues. And so, yeah. But regular nettle tea tastes wonderful. But this 24-hour steeping one, wow, my goodness, it was really, really strong. That's that's totally fermenting uh, it, it so that it brings yeah, out yeah. all of that Everything. earthiness. And all those trace minerals and, yeah. and vitamins and things that are in it. And, and, you know, as you're talking about menopause, at some point we need to have a whole segment about menopause because Candace has – brought wisdom to so many women who are going through menopause, which is really the the, the time of um, power in our lives. It's it's uh, I'm so blessed to have Candace as my sister to have helped me. I, I didn't, she gave me all the answers before I ever asked. So I never had a problem, <laughs> but, but there it, it's, it was not difficult at all to go through menopause when you have the right support and you have the right herbs and you have the right mindset and you understand um, how, what it means to go through that. So it, we'll right. need to talk about There's, that separately. Yeah. And Definitely. women have used herbs for thousands and thousands of years for women's issues and the herbs really work. They're just not offered generally anymore and they really, really work. And all you need to do is, um, Check with me or check with Susan Weed and right. her, her menopause books. It, it's wonderful. Well, we will get into menopause soon. Right. Not, we will, we've already entered menopause. <laughs> Been there, done that. But Been we will talk that. about it for those. And everybody that I've, that I've talked to with the wisdom that you have given to me, it's helped them so, so much to to get through their their pre-menopause. And it's, uh, it does not have to be the scary thing that it's made out to be. And, you know, when we talk about herbs, it's, um, you talked about it can take months and months. But, and so many people want a quick fix these days, but then there's so many side effects. And right. it's okay, take those months. Uh, take time to get you to know yourself better and to get to know your body better. And it's, and then be done with it. You know, I'd much rather see, other women taking those three months to to um, address these issues rather than having an only choice that they think to be medication for the rest of their lives. Right, and, right. And I think people don't realize, too, when you're taking vitamins, it takes six to eight weeks for vitamins to really show any any um, help. So mm-hmm. it, it, vitamins, you have to take them for a while and you know get them into your body. Same thing with herbs. They mm-hmm. they need to they need some time and you need to take them frequently but they don't have side effects you can take them all the time all the day every day 
Right. So be be patient and let the the healing yes. happen with those herbs. Now I want to talk about oregano oil. I have been a doTERRA wellness advocate since 2014, and this is one oil that I keep telling myself in the past that I always wanted to dig into deeper. Recently, there was a video by the motivational doc in my social media feed that really sparked my interest in this powerful essential oil. As doTERRA states, oregano is one of the most potent and powerful essential oils and has been used for centuries in traditional practices. The primary chemical components of oregano is carvasol, and it's a phenol that possesses antioxidant properties when ingested. I know when I talk about carvasol and phenol, and it's um, these words that you may not know anything about, but once you start hearing these words, you're going to hear it about different um, herbs and oils and such, and it starts making sense because they end up in different families because they they have different um, qualities to to how they how they work. So uh, the motivational doc states in his video, oregano's benefits are natural antibacterial, antifungal, antiparasitic, antiviral, anti-inflammatory, anti-yeast, antioxidant. It aids in digestion, anti-allergenic substance, and it's an expectorant. There's a lot of anti going on there. That's a hard worker. That's a hard worker. And, and a lot of the herbs, if you listen to as we go through them, they are antifungal, antiparasitic, antiviral, anti-inflammatory. So it's always good when you see all that. They're working on so many levels. So um, oregano oil is, is amazing. I heard about it quite a few years ago through my um, customers, but I didn't do anything with it for years because I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I just I don't know. They just came in and told me about it, and I, I didn't really look into it. But um, at some point, I finally did, and um, it is wonderful. Um, just before we go on with this, I think we'll go to um, adding oregano oil to, like, humidif- humidifiers and things, and yes. then we'll talk a little bit more about it. Um, okay. When we were kids, um, our mom was the first go-to when we were had a heavy cold or bronchitis. We were had to use the steamer. The official the name steamer. these days would be a hot humidifier, the steamer. Go steam. Right. <laughs> Mom would heat up the steamer next to the bed, grab a sheet, and set up a tent for us to sit under to inhale the warm mist. We would sit under the steam tent for what seemed like lifetimes, sweating <laughs> yes. and dripping while the warm mist would loosen all the crud in our nose and chest. Sometimes Mom would even sit under there with us, and that was a great treat, but more, I think, because we would try to escape since she sat there so we wouldn't. I never remember taking any medications, as this always, always worked. It was amazing. And looking back, you know, we didn't take medications. That no. was her, like you said, it was a go-to yeah. to um, any cold, and it it, took, it almost worked like a miracle. I know. It always worked, like, right away, over right away. It was Yes. It, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're quite sure that Mom learned this technique when uh, our sister Heidi was hospitalized uh, for pneumonia when she was three. Looking right. back, oregano oil would have been a great choice to add just a few drops to the steamer to boost the healing qualities. Also, you can add a few drops to a room diffuser to continue the healing support that oregano offers. Since oregano oil has a high phenol content, caution should be taken when inhaling or diffusing oregano oil. Only one or two drops is needed. And also just remind people that on essential oils, you only need one or two drops usually. It's, it's, yeah. More is not better. 
Yeah, especially with this one. One drop taken internally each day can help maintain healthy immune function. So I would recommend a drop in tea or in a veggie cap uh, is, is the way that doTERRA suggested because oregano oil has that hot factor. And I can attest to this because the first time that I tried it, I put it on my skin and it definitely has this burning sensation, a light burning sensation. And I thought, well, okay, it says that I can take it under my tongue. Oh boy, one drop is so powerful. Um, so I can definitely see why you would want to dilute it with a carrier oil. I personally love the doTERRA fractionated coconut oil because it always stays liquid. It doesn't solidify. So you just take some of that oil and you squeeze it into your hand. You put one drop in it and rub the, the oregano oil and the coconut oil together. And um, you can put it on wherever you need to, say, on your skin. And um, the tarot reports that oregano also supports healthy digestion and respiratory function when taken internally. Oregano's aroma acts as an enhancer and equalizer in essential oil blends, which I found interesting. The uh, motivational doc suggests uh, mixing a few drops with your carrier oil, that coconut oil I just talked about, and rubbing it around the outside of your ears if you have an ear infection. Don't ever put the drops in your ears, but uh, it's known to clear up ear infections when you mix it with that, that uh, oil, carrier oil, and rub it around your ears, which I think is awesome. And you can go to the Motivational Doc video, and we have a link on our website for a long list of the benefits of oregano oil um, essential oil that I haven't even covered here. But as we talked about how powerful it is, you can actually use it to clean around your house, use it on household surfaces as a powerful cleansing and purifying agent. And, of course, we talked about it supporting a healthy immune system, healthy digestion, and respiratory function when you use it internally. And antioxidants, again, uh, it's when you ingest it, it has powerful antioxidants. And I, Candy, we've talked about this before, about uh, tea tree oil is really good for skin. But you and I have both experienced that oregano oil is like the super-powered booster um, compared to the two. That So you use some in some instances and in, in oregano yeah, in another. Yeah. There's some instances I use tea tree oil and there's some that I go for oregano oil. I think intuitively I just know. I think that oregano oil goes deeper. Mm-hmm. So there's certain things where I think maybe I try tea tree oil first because I've used tea tree for so many years. That was usually my first go-to is tea tree. And then if that doesn't do exactly what I want, then I would go for oregano. But now I kind of go tea tree, oregano, tea tree, oregano. And right. so certain things I, I absolutely put tea tree on. And some it's like you need the oregano oil because it goes through layers and layers of whatever's on your skin or giving your skin problems because everything that comes through your skin is is a toxin coming out from your body, from within your body. Right. So it has many layers. So oregano oil is wonderful. And if you want, haven't tried oregano oil, definitely try it first for skin ailments and then, you know, look into all the other things it does. It's a wonderful, wonderful oil. And I have tried it on my face. I have a spot that I'm not sure if it's eczema or psoriasis or what exactly it is. And I had tried lavender oil, and I had tried frankincense oil and tea tree, and I didn't see any change in it. So I, when I was testing the oregano oil to feel when it was hot, I put it on my face. Oh, my gosh, it's working after two weeks. 
immediately I started seeing dryness of the spots. And then, like you said, the layers, it, it dries up layer by layer and it just kind of peels off and it's, it's almost gone. So I'm very, very happy with it. Right, and uh, I always said, like, tea tree, it works on skin tags, and you can even put it on moles and things, and, and oregano oil does the same thing, but I think deeper and better. Right, so highly recommend that yes. you add oregano oregano essential oil to your wellness cabinet. Uh, these herbs that we've talked about tonight, definitely when you're shopping at the store, start reading those labels now, and in addition to looking for if something is non-GMO and glyphosate-free, start looking at canola. And um, just a few more things this week to add to your knowledge base. So you can make better decisions. And uh, everyone lately that I've talked to that has illnesses has multiple illnesses now, not just one. Mm -hmm. So their whole body is just so upset with what they're putting in it. And um, they can just make such a difference. And we learned this so much for the medical medium, you know, by food and herbs. You can change your life and your 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 illnesses and clear everything up. It is a commitment, and you do have to make some changes, not a lot of them, but it is totally worth it. It detox and rebuild. It's it, it can be done. You can do it. It's it's uh, and we're here to answer questions for anyone uh, I, who who needs to know more about this. And I was saying to somebody at the shop this week, I, I don't tell you something I don't do. Right. So if I say something and I suggest it, I've tried it. Right. So, you know, a lot of people just say, oh, yeah, that's really good. Go do it. But and it was, I think, maybe it was the microwave. I said, you know, I gave up the microwave. Right. And I said, I'm not going to tell you to give up the microwave if I'm not going to give up the microwave. So how many times has has your husband plugged the microwave in to use it? Oh, a few. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, it, but it is inconvenient. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it eventually we, we won't. You know, we would just get rid of it. So, but it, it's a good way to get rid of it. Just put it in another room and unplug right. it. Somebody has to go in and plug it in, and then on ours you have to reset it. They have the reset button. <laughs> it's, it's it's not worth it. <laughs> As he's mumbling under his breath to you. <laughs> Probably on every radio show, I go, okay, this week you're not allowed to have, <laughs> or I give you the lecture on why you should, you really don't want that. <laughs> right. He just he just goes, okay, okay. He's, he's a, he's good, a very sport. good man. He's a good yeah, we, we appreciate that. Well, Candace, yeah. thank you so much for joining me again tonight and every Sunday night. I love having these chats with you. Oh, I enjoy this, too. This is so much fun. So we will talk again okay. next week. Okay. Sounds good. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. For more information, I invite you to go to HealingLifeWisdom.com, click on Blog Archives, and you can find a post that Candace and I wrote on today's topics, and check out the links to the Healing Life Wisdom on-demand podcast just like this one. Also, follow us on Twitter at HealingLife444 or Facebook at Healing Life Wisdom. And keep this discussion going by sharing our links with your friends and family. It's so important that we all share on our path to wellness. I'm Tiffany Windsor, and this is Healing Life Wisdom. Have a fabulous herb and essential oil-filled and healthy week. Thanks for listening.